spring in the east. It's raining in the west, but here in Memphis, Tennessee, the weather is just right. We welcome you to the Liberty Bowl, where tonight the undefeated Orlando Rage tries to vent its fury on the Memphis Maniacs. Let's scramble for the ball. The team that wins it gets a choice of possession in the first half, and if necessary, in overtime. The scene here in Memphis with the weather good, the fans have come out, the painted faces are ready. It's a big one for Memphis. They are 0-2 at home. They are 2-0 on the road. They unlocked the doors to the asylum, and there's some crazy ones out tonight. Scrambling for Orlando with a record of 2-1, it's Scott Kloman. He is a fast fellow. Scotty. And scrambling for Memphis, he is a Carl Lewis wannabe. His name is Kevin Cobb. He is 0-3. Yeah. Whoever secures possession of that ball will have the first choice of options to start the game and the first choice of any option should there be an overtime. Any questions? Put your helmets on. Come on. Right on both sides of me. On my whistle. It is cloudy, but we have no rain, no snow. It is just another day at the beach here in Memphis. Hi, everybody, along with Brian Bosworth. I'm Chris Marlowe. Only one team in the XFL has a chance now to go undefeated. It is Orlando. The Rage is 4-0, trying to go to 5-0 tonight. Kind of a chance, realistically, does the Rage have to go undefeated this year? That is a tall mountain to climb, because every week you win, the pressure starts to build, and all your opponents want to knock you off that mountain. My only advice to Orlando is to take it one game at a time and don't worry about the, uh, the record. Orlando is the highest scoring team in the XFL, averaging 26 points a game. Their leader is a tough guy, Jeff Brom. He's out of Louisville. A couple of weeks ago, after a good start, he got hurt. Run down from behind on this play. He injured his elbow. It swelled up into a balloon. It's coming down now, and he's hoping for better things. Well, I think we started off real hot at the beginning of the season with four touchdown passes and some big plays uh, in that game. And I think since then we've kind of declined. Uh, we haven't been throwing the ball quite as much and haven't been throwing it downfield like we want to and, and haven't been making near as many big plays. So we got to get that going. Jeff's going to wear an elbow pad tonight to help protect that thing. But I tell you what, look for the maniacs to take a few shots at that, especially Shante Carver to see if it holds up tonight. Orlando coach Galen Hall, he has heard the undefeated hype, but uh, he's not buying the buzz, Boz. He ain't buying it. You know why? Because the head coach's job is to keep the distractions away from his team. All they have to do is continue to win, keep playing well, and they got a shot at winning the big one at the end of the season. Meanwhile, Memphis has one of the best one-two punches in the XFL. Quarterback Jim Druckenmiller and running back Rashawn Salam. Last week, in rainy conditions in Los Angeles, Jim Druckenmiller put up good numbers. 13-22, 2-15, a touchdown, one meaningless interception. He was brilliant, able to roll out, able to find his receivers, throwing spirals, getting the job done. But perhaps most importantly, Boz, he took charge in the huddle. Kill him, kill him. You're killing guys. Keep it going. Let's go. 
I think this week uh, we, we have to establish a pass again, uh, a deep threat, maybe get them off, maybe get them on their heels, and you know, uh, open up the running game for Rashawn. The running game last week was open for Rashan Salam. He was brilliant, Boz. Absolutely, and that's the key to the, main, the maniac's success is keeping him running. He splashed, he dove, he swam, he did the backstroke, he did everything he had to do, and they brought home a victory, a very important victory for maniacs. Rashan Salam, the XFL Offensive Player of the Week a week ago. First week he was good, second two weeks he didn't get 100 yards, last week good. The question, can he put two consistent performances together back-to-back? -to -back? Now this week, head coach Kippy Brown for the Memphis Maniacs said, our biggest problem is discipline. And Boz, this is a subject that you know a lot about. Absolutely. I'm a very disciplined man. And of the 230 plays that Memphis has run offensively, 51 of them have been problem. Either a fumble, an interception, or a penalty. That's what's killing them. And you look at the turnover margin, Orlando plus three. That is pretty good. But Memphis... Minus five last in the XFL. That's a problem, Boss. That's the difference between being 4-0 and 2-2. and All right, we're set, ready to kick off. Orlando, of course, won the scramble using the figure four leg mat, uh, the figure four <laughs> leg lock. And uh, Orlando is going to receive. Kicking off is Jeff Hall and Brian Shea. The kid from Emporia State is deep. Primetime football on UPN. Here we go. Taken by one of the up men. And that is Mike Black, and he gets a short return. And here comes Jeff Brom. Here we go, here we go. Z1 trips, 15 on one, ready for All right, sounds like a pass. Z1 trips, 15, that's their, that's their base running play. Rip, rip. A 15, 16 running go. play, that's their base running play out of this formation. The handoff is to Derek Clark. Clark the workhorse in this offense. 6'1", 235 from Evangel College. Jeff Brom had Four touchdowns in week one. He's only had two since. He's been in a, a little bit of a slump. You know what? He does just enough to win the football game. He does not enough to lose it. So that's exactly what you want your quarterback to do. Second and three. First pass for Jeff Brom. He's pressured and down he goes. The Memphis Maniacs, folks. The XFL's number one team against the rush. Third in the entire league in total defense. You know what? After last night's performance in New York by L.A. Okay, tack that on to the... A little too aggressive there on the Maniacs part. Shante Carver came in off the side. Now, I tell you what, Shante Carver has been playing possessed all year long. Incidental face mask. Defense number 78. By rule, it's a five-yard penalty. However, the ball must go back to the original line of scrimmage. Replay, second down. Okay, Shante Carver receding for the penalty. Shante, 29 years old, originally from Stockton, California. Longtime member of the Dallas Cowboys and one of the meanest members in the XFL. Yeah, he was coached by a good friend of mine, John Blake. He said he was an absolute maniac when he was playing because he... He just comes at 100 miles an hour every time he's playing. Go! Set! Little swing pass. 
and bottled up immediately. There's a loose football. Clark lost the football. Middleton's got the head. Crazy guys do have it, boss. That's exactly what they need early on this game. Get a turnover in your foot. That's something they haven't had. Patrick Sapp coming up with it, boss. Patrick Sapp making the recovery, number 94. Two years with the Chargers. And he comes up with the game's first big play. Little swing pass here. Richard Hogan does a great job. He comes in, and Cornell Menifee pulls that ball out there. You do what you do. You got to get one guy holding him up, another guy stripping that football. That's something that Kippy said they've been working on all week long. He's stripping that football. So the Memphis Maniacs, terrific field position, trying to take advantage of the turnover. Drucken Miller. Has time, now he's flushed from the pocket. Druck will run. And Druck is upended out of bounds. Jim Druckenmiller, 6'4", 235 pounds out of Virginia Tech. Okay, here you go. The Druck making his second start in the XFL, the former first-round draft choice from the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody thought he was going to be the next Steve Young. And uh, here he's replacing the injured Marcus Crandall. Right, 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 spot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. So six yards. Green 80. Green 80. Six yards on the drug scramble. Rashawn Salam straight up the middle, and he's going to be very close to the first down. Rashawn Salam, the leading rusher in the XFL. Tackle by Corey Jr. Druckenmiller, Miller, his girlfriend, Julie Cialini. Now, breaking news this week that uh, Julie Cialini and Jim Druckenmiller no longer an item boss. What does that mean to you? That means trucks back on the market and the Playboy Bunnies in the back seat, maybe the truck. Mike's 58. Sim Blue 80. Back on the counter. Blue 80. fake the ball to Salam. Druck throws on the run, pass caught Kevin Prentice. 5'7, 155 pounder from Mississippi State. You know, that's a great job by Prentice outside. He finds a little pocket over there in the corner off the five-yard line, but Prentice playing huge for a little guy. What's to say back outside the zone? Does a good job of making making the catch and getting out of bounds. Last week you ridiculed him for being too small, and then Harry Boatswain backed you down over at the asylum and told you to cut it out. Uh, maybe I should lie and say he's six foot nine. And off right up the middle, Rashan Salam touchdown. He's in. Rashan Salam. Rashan Salam doing a great job. I tell you what, he did a better job. It's our Scott. Harry Boatswain right up the middle. Don't kiss up to Harry now after he backed you down at practice. He didn't back me down. You know why? That's because as soon as I told him, what I ain't, I ain't, uh, I ain't crossing one of my brethren. He backed down. That's a great job inside blocking. It's a better job of reaching that ball over the goal line, getting six points early here for Memphis. All right, the Memphis Maniacs trying to punch in the extra point. Drucken Miller, a throw for it. And it's incomplete. Not sure who the pass was intended for. There were two receivers there. Jordan was one of them. Hobbs was the other. It looked like a little miscommunication down there in the slot receiver with, uh, with Hobbs. 
So Kippy Brown, knowing his team usually needs every point to secure a victory. His team leads early, four plays, 24 yards. Salam, a five-yard run. You think these guys are having a blast? Wait till you see WWF SmackDown. Two hours of all-new action every Thursday night. The number one show on UPN, Thursday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Memphis is 2-2. Two and two. Memphis won its opening game 24-22 on the road. Lost to Las Vegas 25-3. Lost to San Francisco 13-6. Both of those here at the Liberty Bowl. And then won last week in the rain and slopped 18-12 over Los Angeles. Completely different Los Angeles team last night, Boz, the one we saw in the NBC primetime game. No question. you got to look at that rain as probably one of the biggest factors. But L.A. has got so many weapons, as does this Orlando Rage team. You know, you look at it and you go, where do you start? You, you hit the, your outside receivers, you got the three running backs. They got so many weapons over there. It's tough to game plan against this Orlando Rage team. Rashawn Salam, you saw him. Off to a good start. Brian Shea at the five. Brian Shea straight up the middle. And he runs it out to the 25. Derek Clark is an interesting guy. He has his tongue pierced. <laughs> but interestingly, he almost knocked out a couple of his teeth when he was chewing on a pork chop sandwich. And that piercing actually broke one of his teeth, Boz. He thought it was just a piece of that pork chop, and he kept right on going. He saw Ricky Williams, the uh, former Heisman Trophy winner, with uh, one of those things in his tongue and decided to emulate it. I, I don't know how he breathes when he's running with that thing on. That's how he breathes. There he goes. He comes his way to the 50. There he goes. Derek Clark. And, and I tell you what, that's a shot because this maniac's rushing defense is first in the XFL, only giving up 60 yards per, per game. 19-yard gain for Derek Clark. Did a good job of finding a hole, getting up inside. That's a good job for that offensive line there, Sean Love. The big haired guy from Penn State who let his hair start growing as soon as he graduated from Joe Paz University. Clark is the rageous leading rusher. They go by committee. So Mike Black is in now. You'll see Brian Shea in the backfield also. Jeff Braun with time. And the pass is blocked down. And this crowd's into it tonight, man. You can really feel it. It was. Well, in volleyball, they call that a big block, Boz. Shantae Carver. Shantae Carver. I mean, he's played huge really all year for this Memphis Maniac football team. Shantae Carver. Had a huge interception. Remember that interception last, last week? Well, that was huge. Super Bowl ring in 1995 with Dallas. 6-0 Memphis. Opening quarter on UPN. Mike Black remains the running back. Brown on a bounce, incomplete, pass incomplete, he was looking for Diallo Burks. Hey, what are you looking at, ref? Of course, Shante Carver, hey, one of the premier at, players in the XFL last week, Boz, he had a terrific game, and one of the best interceptions you will see, an athletic move, he scooped it out of the air, tucked it in, Shante Carver making the interception, and it's... It's something that he remembers fondly, Boz. I've never had an interception in pro ball, so it was exciting to me. I kept the ball, took it home, sitting up there on, on my little mantle, and get to look at it. You can see how excited he is about his first career interception. <laughs> Jeff Brom throwing long 
out there is Bailey, and it's incomplete. Mario Bailey covered very closely by Rico Clark, also there, Jackie Kellogg. That Brom had to throw that off his back foot. If he was able to step up, there's a flag down. If, he, if he's able to step up and get all he had into that ball, he would have been able to get this ball to Mario Bailey. Yeah, that's definitely underthrown. Do you think that's a result of his elbow, boss? Well, we that talked to him yesterday, and he said one of the things that affects him with that elbow pad and the fact that that bursa sack is broken is the zip throws, which are the throws he really needs to get a lot of mustard on. And right, right there, he could use little Gouldens spicy mustard on that one. All right, we had a roughing the passer penalty which is going to aid Orlando. Automatic first down. Let's take a look at it. Arvin Thomas comes up inside here. Gets a little bit... You gotta let him go yeah. like that. You gotta let him go like that. Yeah. We, and I talked about it again in the, in the show. They're gonna take a shot on Jeff as, as, as often as they can. First down. Orlando Rage. Derek Clark back in. That's caught. Breaking away is Diallo Burks. And Burks takes it to the 10. John Williams took a, a shot there, took the risk, and if you're going to come up inside like that, you either got to get your hand on the ball or make the interception. But you can't, you can't just uh, just let it go by like that. 21 yards on the play, and this ball has plenty of zip on it. He's just got to make that play because he doesn't have any help helping him from the backside there. He's all by himself on the corner. Marcus Wimberly just activated this week. Uh, Kevin Peoples out with a broken leg. Anthony Marshall out with a dislocated shoulder. And about a Clark straight up the middle. And he pulls his way down to the two. And not a lot of flash and flare for this Orlando running game, boss. No, it's not. You know why? Because they have three different backs. They get a small, medium, and large. Brian <laughs> Shea, the small Peace guy. Down. Michael Black, the medium first guy. Down, and Derek Clark, when they need the big plays One, and the big yards. When they need the big plays and the big yards, they go to the big bruiser, Derek Clark. Tag, tag, Second and goal at the two. Here comes Clark, and Clark slides his way. I don't think he's in. He thought he was in, but his knee skidded at about the one. Derek Clark is the Rages' leading rusher with just about 200 yards. Good call. He was down. Zero, heavy, 14 lead. 14 lead on one ready we're gonna just run a power play 14 lead right up the middle strong side we're gonna run to the right hand side of the formation big go. play here third and goal for the range Derek Clark he's into the end zone he lost the football now they're going to give him the touchdown it's a touchdown you break the play into the, of the goal line it's a touchdown you can spike it let it go you can do some spins with it as long as you break the plane it counts as six you can eat it you can bake it as long as you're in the end zone. You can shake it, you can make it, you can do anything you want to it, baby. Derek Clark's fifth touchdown this year. It's just too much meat to stop. Oh, yeah. Definitely out after he had crossed the plane of the goal. And the key to Orlando's success all year long has been their massive, aggressive offensive line. Go! On extra points this year, Orlando, 39%. Jeff Rom looking for one. He's on the roll. He's under pressure. Throws back the other way. Incomplete. Oh, Mike Black should have had that one. It was on his fingertips. He could not bring it in. Showtime. They're opening up some holes for you out there. It looks like you have free range. Oh, yeah. We're doing a great job right now. We're just uh, trying to stick with our game plan. And uh, keep working hard and try to come out with a victory. How's that piercing? 
Oh, it's great. <laughs> All right. Derek Clark spearheads the drive. That was James Roberson doing his best Brian Bosworth imitation, dominating the field. Former Florida State star. He's just a farmer planting corn. Unfortunately, the seed is the quarterback. Jay Taylor to kick it off 6-6. We're at the Liberty Bowl. High end over end. Kevin Cobb. Uh -oh. Reverses field. Can he get around his man? I think so. No, he cannot. And he gets back to maybe the 17, the tackle by Corey Gilliard. Hey, speaking of hits, there's Gary and Mike, stars of UPN's new smash comedy on Friday night, Gary and Mike. Enjoying the game, guys? It's awesome. It's like you're right on top of the action. Oh, that's got to hurt. Let's see that again. Ooh, what an arm this guy's got. He put enough zip on that ball to shatter Gary's glasses and get Mike whiplash before knocking them both unconscious. No question about it. That's our play of the game. Uh, I love that. Mike's 58. Jim Druckenmiller last week gave himself a B minus. Said he missed a couple of reads, threw one behind his coach. Kippy Brown gave him an A minus. Let's see what he does on first down. Throws a nice ball, but it's short. Pass intended for Kevin Prentice. It looks like Druckenmiller and Prentice, uh, that's the combination now. He feels comfortable throwing to Kevin. Right, Kevin made a lot of big catches last week, and you're going to go to the guy who makes the big catches for you. He's just got to get that ball up. I think he's playing a little tight right now. Doesn't look like he's just whipping it, Boz. He's guiding it. He's just not letting it go. And I've seen that rock come out of his uh, his arm. Man, it's a, it's a miss. Saw the numbers on Prentice, one of the top receivers in the league. Draw play, Rashan Salam breaks through a hole, sidesteps a man, Rashan Salam. And Salam takes it out near the 25 before Corey Gilliard comes up. Seven yards for Rashan. Quarterback draw right. Here we go, fellas. Right gun. Quarterback draw right. Alert black 11 double count. Ready, break. The, you know, those those naysayers that say Druckenmiller can't run, he ran down in the last series, about to see him take off and run here again. Third and three. And there's a marker down. The play is dead. Druckenmiller's going to run it anyway. Well, he's got the first down. Boy, that flag was thrown a good two seconds before that play started. It, Patrice Alexander making the call, and apparently the ref put the flag back after a 12-yard gain. I mean, don't forget, Jim Druckenmiller, 6'4", 236, but he tells me he's one step faster than the guy that's chasing it. So obviously that's fast enough. Druckenmiller, he's carried the ball two times for 18 yards. Maniacs, first down. Looks like a reverse. No, they fake it. And there's Rashan Salam. Rashan Salam. The ball was loose. Let's see. It was after he was down. It was not. Salam coughed it up. And the Maniacs' first turnover. And that's been the knock on Rashan Salam because they said he's a fumbleholic. And unfortunately, he's been falling off the wagon way too many times today. Reginald Doster came up with it. 24-year-old out of Central Florida. That is the 11th. Okay, then you got another chance. Okay. Hey, Lentier, put it away. You're running hard, put it away. 11th turnover in the last three games. 
You can't cover our cameras. You can only hope to contain them. Orlando Ball. First down by Black. You see the problems the Maniacs have had. They move the ball up and down the field so easily, Boggs, but then they're done in by the turnover. That's, that's the mental mistake, you know, the mental mistakes are what's been killing the Memphis Maniacs all year long. They have moved the ball, like you said, Chris. Unfortunately, they've got to be able to hang on the balls. There's no reason for that ball right there to come out. He's got to secure that ball. And Kippy told us yesterday they've been working on the garlic drills and the strip drills. Obviously, they need, to, they need to work on a little bit more with Rashawn. His fourth fumble this season, and that is not good. Second and six for the Rage. Rage keep it on the ground. Running hard is Michael Black. He's out of Washington State. Led the Pac-10 in rushing one year. Yeah, it's interesting when you watch Orlando's running game, and Orlando leads the league in rushing. They spread the defense out with the passing offense personnel, and then they use the three different backs with Michael Black, in this case, Darren Clark in the previous series, and then they'll bring Brian Shea in that'll just drive you crazy because he's a small guy with a lot of power. First quarter. 6-6. Six, six. Go! Set! Hunt! Hunt! And uh, that was a good hard count that drew Leonte Reams offside. See, that just doesn't make any sense to me. You're right there next to the ball, and you can't see the ball not move, and you're still jumping offside. Defense number 92. That's incredible to me. You know what I say, boss, though? If you're going to encroach, tee off on the guy. Take him out of the game and get through there in ramming well, then, speed. Then it's encroachment, and then it's personal foul, and you're already in, you know, in your negative field position here. You, you, can't, you can't do that. that. That wouldn't be a good thing at all. Kippy Brown, first year as head coach. He was a quarterback at Memphis State back in the 70s. One of the first black quarterbacks to play college football. And he calls all the plays for the Memphis offense. Running play, James Black. Michael Black, I should say. Now remember, he's the medium of this trio. You know, we talked to, to, uh, to Galen Hall yesterday, and Galen said... When I asked him, who's your most dangerous receiver out of the backfield, he said Michael Black. So I went back and looked at my stats. Michael Black hasn't even caught a pass yet. He, he's, he's dangerous as a decoy. As a decoy, I guess. Orlando averaging nearly seven yards a rush on the XFL's number one defensive team against the rush. They're chewing them up, folks. Black again. And he drags Patrick Sapp. For about three. You know, they're getting close to the red zone, or what I should call every the time, rate zone. Time, and they've been so successful in the rate that they've had ten possessions, eight touchdowns, one field goal, and every one time, fumble. The front seven for Memphis. Cornell Menifee, Shante Carver, Richard Hogans, TJ Fryer, Paul Lacoste, Marvin Thomas, and Patrick Sapp. They're being handled right now. They brought Brian Shea in now. A timeout is called. Timeout on the field here in Memphis, Tennessee. The Maniacs call their first. 146 remaining here in the first quarter. Maniacs six. Rage six. He's got to get control of this game. Dante Carver upset last week. He should have been upset at you. Well, now, wait a second. He was upset because you called him the wrong name. <laughs> you, Brian Bosworth, and he had a few words for you, Boz. Hey, Mr. Bosworth, don't call me Shaka Zulu. It's Shaka. 
I wouldn't call you Boz Bo after Bo Jackson. Remember that guy who ran you over? Played for the Oakland Raiders? So get the name straight. Thanks. Yeah, Boz. Uh, you get the names right, would you? I called him Shaka Khan. Yes. You called him Shaka Zulu. I, I know, but, but you I led me into it. Shaka Khan, because she's that big-haired woman, right? <laughs> He's mad, Boz. Let's just Shut not do it again. You know what? If it works tonight... Here he comes. From over the middle, and he is hammered. Marcus Wimberly came up and delivered the hit on Diallo Burks. Marcus Wimberly clocked him. You know, Marcus Wimberly is replacing two of the safeties that got hurt. Last week, they lost Kevin Peoples. They also lost, lost Anthony Marshall. And this week, they had to replace him with Marcus Kimberly and Trey Thomas. So... The Maniacs, as we've mentioned, the number one team against the rush in the XFL. Look at the seed. They've already exceeded their season average here in the first quarter. But they're playing against the number one rushing offense in the XFL, too, with his own end Third and eight, Bailey in motion. Braun throwing it into the end zone. He caught it. No signal, touchdown. And Jack Braun paid the price for that one. He's still down. Mario Bailey. He's and Shante Carver leveled it. I think you look at his head, it's like twisted. I hope he's okay. Somebody help him. Yeah. If you're wondering, there is no flag on the field. No, that was a clean hit. He just took all of it. On Shante Carver came in and just twin his clock. Oh my god, he just downloaded some serious hardware on him. I mean, listen to this. Shaka delivering. You know what? He saw that piece, and Jeff Brown paid the price. It was a 23-yard touchdown pass. The hit administered by that man, Shante Carver. Mario Bailey caught it, and Jeff Baum remains down. you got to be real concerned right now with Jeff Brown because he has not even moved yet. Well, they'll be very careful here as the Orlando training staff is out there. Brom shaken up. The backup quarterback for Orlando is Brian Kuklik. He's 6'3", 205, a 24-year-older out of Wake Forest. Big arm and a good backup. Get to take a snap this year. If uh, Brom cannot continue... Then uh, Galen Hall will go to Kuklik. Yeah, One more look in real time, folks. Uh, what it feels like to be a quarterback and take a huge hit. You can really appreciate oh, what these guys yeah. go through. A great pass. He did a great job of getting the ball down the field, but Seven. man. Oh, shit. I mean, this is... It's you know, a perfect play for a defensive lineman because that's the hit that they're looking for every single time they get out of the football field, but you hate to see it happen because, bottom line, that hurts, man, and that hurts way more than, than it looks. You know, at the top of the show, we talked about Jeff Rom, the tough guy. He was able to stand in and unload. So they'll continue to work on Jeff Rom. We're going to take a short break. The U.S. Army uh, proud to present victories in life tonight. We look at Los Angeles kicker Jose Cortez. The whole XFL experience just started when I was uh, on the roof back in Corvallis. Uh, 
I was working as a roofer for my fiance's uncle, who owns a roofing company. So that's when um, I was working on the roof when I got the phone call from Coach Luganville, and uh, he told me that they drafted me. I was going to come back and play in L.A. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. I watched the news, and that's when I heard what Tommy Maddox said about me when I missed the field goal. I mean, it made me kind of upset, you know, about it, you know. But at the same time, I came back during that week, and I worked harder, you know, and um, trying to prove him and everybody else that I was capable of playing for the XFL. I'd rather be playing football than being on the roof, basically. Back in Memphis, Tennessee, Orlando leading Memphis 12-6. to The concern is for Orlando quarterback Jeff Brom. Took a vicious but apparently clean hit from Shante Carver. We have seen a little bit movement in his legs. We saw him move an arm. But just moments ago, Shante Carver came over. He was concerned. And uh, All the players that is Jim Druckenmiller uh, concerned also. So... Uh, Okay, guys, too early to speculate exactly what the problem is. It does seem to be a head or neck injury. He did say right now his head is killing him. He does have feeling in all extremities, so there's no concern there. That was a big hit. But to show you how tough a guy Jeff Brom is, he was begging him, please, just try and help me to stand up. I'll walk off the field. I don't want to go off on a stretcher. But they said, you know what, Jeff, we cannot let you get up. You're too into, we can't even get your helmet off here right now. He does have a little bit of blood underneath his chin from the shot, but the referees, I just talked to him a moment ago, said it was a clean hit, but Brom is definitely in a lot of pain right now, but the big thing is he can, he does have feeling in all his extremities. We'll follow him in. We'll get more to you in just a couple of minutes. You, you want to say a prayer for Jeff Brom, please do not, because right, those are the kind of hits that scare you to death as a player, as a fan, as a parent at home. Um, this game is violent, and they're, they're out there, they're playing it, they're playing it to win it, but you know what? That's just one of those things you just, as a player that's receiving that, or as a player that gives that, that's the worst feeling in the world when you are the guy who actually delivered a blow like that. And I know Shante, you know, it's, it's, he's playing hard for his team, but that's, that's tough. He's going to have to deal with that, and you know, it was great that he came over, and he, you know, and I think Jeff got a chance to see him. Jeff's father, Oscar, was a tough quarterback. Recruited to Alabama when they were recruiting another quarterback way back when. They took Joe Namath, so Oscar went to Louisville where he had a terrific career. So Jeff Brom comes from tough stock. And what a play he made after getting drilled, throwing a strike to Mario Bailey. So Brom, we're going to keep you updated, of course, on his condition. And uh, all the players, uh, blue and white, uh, happy uh, to see him go off and uh, to know that uh, you know, it's funny you know, at the beginning of the season I, I Orlando was the first team that I scouted and Galen Hall said that they didn't really have a leader Jeff Brown was the leader of that team and he just left the field all right Brian Kuklick takes the controls he threw for over 8,000 yards at Wake Forest 40 touchdowns this guy is a good player but he's going to start with a running play how will this injury affect both teams, Boz? Quick. Well, I think what you're going to end up finding now is Brian, Brian Kuklick has got to get warmed up and he's got to get in the rhythm quick. I think you just keep on going status quo. Keep your running game going. Brian Kuklick's got a, an awesome arm, so 
you know, I think you uh, don't change the game plan whatsoever. All right. Timeout on the field. 12-6 our score. You're watching XFL football on UPN. Dante Carver, who put the hit on Jeff Brom. What goes through your mind when you put a hit on like that? Lay someone out? I'm just playing play, play football as hard as I can, you know? I don't stop until the Wilson's blown. It was, just, it was a legal hit. I caught him in the right spot. I'm just glad he's all right. It was a clean hit. How how much does it affect your game, if at all? In fact, I'm in this to win it. I'm playing football. Football is a brutal sport. Everyone knows that. It's either kill or be killed. Said like a gladiator. You know, and I know down deep inside, you know, he doesn't want to break away from where he is right now because right now he's in his zone. You know, when you put the, the, the hat on and you cross the line, you're a different person. And every defensive player and some offensive players, when they cross over that line and they're looking through that cage, they are a different animal than they are when they're not, when they're not on the field. Jay Taylor to kick off with a rage, leading the Maniacs 12-6. Here's Kevin Cobb, and Cobb upended outside the 30. Now, courtesy of Bud Light, let's take a look at our highlight package. We're looking into a firing. Murphy, touchdown! And yo, Murphy, you, you, son, who's... course was earlier today Las Vegas and Chicago and Las Vegas proving that they certainly have one of the great teams in the league question about it you're gonna see them next week on NBC against this Orlando Rage team and that's gonna be a war because those teams I can tell you right now on the first snap they're not gonna like each other Memphis has got to come back and they got to get back into the rhythm of this the, the, the energy Cause the law, but they're going to pick up the pace and the intensity here. Second and eight, Rocket Miller, quick drop, throws, pass complete to Prentice. He's got the first down, and he steps out of bounds. Kevin Prentice is 5'7", but he's taller than everybody else in his family. So he's the big man as he gets the first down. We're coming back. That's the end of the first quarter. 12-6, Rage. to set goals, plan their days, and take responsibility for their actions in a junior achievement program called Success Now. Teaching these classes has given me the opportunity to prepare for my career. You see, when I was in 11th grade, I absolutely fell in love with mathematics. I recently graduated with honors from the University of Memphis. I want to teach high school math. I bet you've never had a high school math teacher who was also a Mrs. Maniac's cheerleader. She is a sweetie. Let me give you the names of the other cheerleaders. Alicia, Patricia, Nakisha, Lucretia, Taisha, Trimisha, and the one with the big hair, Propecia. Pass into the ground. Good pressure that time by Orlando. Andre Purvis. And that's exactly what Orlando has to do today if they want to win this game. They got a slow, slow slum down, and they've done a fairly decent job of that so far, but they got to get some pressure on Druckenmiller. They got to get the maniacs to drive the long field and force some turnovers here. 
Mike's 58! Riggin, Riggin! Send to 80! Riggin, Riggin swap! On second down, Ruck picks up Prentice, and the little guy jitterbugs near the first down, Patrice Alexander, Omar Brown corralling him. Kevin did a nice job of just coming over the middle, and what they do, Orlando blocks the linebackers very, very deep. So they're gonna, there's a little pocket about five yards past the line of scrimmage, and that's where Druck found Prentice right there. Now, the way you're going to get Orlando to come up and get that, that pocket back behind the linebackers to start dumping that off to Rashawn Salam and get him involved in the passing game. They're going to measure for the first down. If not, we'll go belly right boss. They're going to go belly right boss if they don't have this on a first down, which is a belly play right up the middle. No problem. Okay, got a report here from the locker room. He does have a concussion. He's also suffering from some pain in the back of his neck. They've just taken some x-rays. X-rays are negative. They're going to take him to Memphis Methodist just to make sure they got to cut the pads off, take clearer pictures so they can get a better assessment of any type of damage that may lurk. His parents, Oscar and Donna, are here watching over him. Jeff just spoke to them and said, folks, don't worry. I'm fine. Please do me a favor. Just call my wife and tell her that I'm okay. All right, good news. Again, spoken like a gladiator. Yeah, good news for Jeff Brom, the starting quarterback, knocked out minutes ago. Druckenmiller's going to throw long. And jostling on the sidelines, Kevin Prentice battling with Stephen Fisher. Incidental contact over there. That was an uncatchable ball anyway, even if, even if they had uh, committed a little interference on the field. Stephen Fisher leads the Orlando Raids with three interceptions. He's the guy who really takes charge out there in their defensive secondary. High left, power left. There's a running play to the left-hand side here. They're going to try to get Rashawn back into this flow of running the ball again. Rashawn Salam. And he bangs for about four. I believe he's yelling at Roundtree. I think he's a little bit concerned about his weight. Oh. Something about he's going to diet or something. Something about his piece of his area. right, smash. All right, here we go. Go Dolphin right, gun zip. Deep face right, 080 smash on one. Ready, break. Shotgun. Part of that offensive line, Bernard Williams, Glenn Roundtree, Mike Sheldon. Mike 56. Jesse James, Harry Boatswain. Blue 80. Third and eight. Blue 80. And he threw that exactly where he needed to throw that ball too. He had to throw that ball behind Charles Jordan just a little bit because he had double coverage of safety hanging in the middle. And Charles did a great job of stopping, coming back, getting the reception, and then racing another 20 yards for the six. Jordan beat. Stephen Fisher, Druckenmiller put it on the money, 44-yard strike, and the Maniacs have tied it up. All important extra point coming up. Mike's 58! 58! To take the lead, Rashan Salam. He's driving, he's powering. 
Rashan Salam. Just keep coming, keep pushing, keep grinding, keep doing what you gotta do to get that point. That all important extra point. Looking at this, looking at this touchdown pass, Jim Truckmiller had all the time in the world back there. Goes into, into cover three. Along with Brian Bosworth, Michael Farcan, and Chris Raggy, I'm Chris Marlowe. Welcome to Memphis, Tennessee. We have a terrific game underway. The Memphis Maniacs at home trying to win their first game of the year here at the Liberty Bowl. Lead it 13-12. Each team has had the ball three times. We've had two touchdowns scored by each squad. Jeff Brown, the starting quarterback for Orlando, carried off. He's been taken to the hospital as Brian Shea... Brings the ball out to the 36-yard line, a 30-yard return. Dialio Burks, he's a terrific player, a movie buff who likes all kinds of films. When he wants to get fired up, though, he watches this one particular one. My favorite movie before a game is Rudy. I really identify with his character. Um, he's a hard worker, and he had to work for everything that he that he got um that's what my career has mostly Louis, been like um Louis, i had to fight for everything that i've gotten nothing has been given to me and um, i love his character and, and whatever i do like i feel like i can relate back to that movie because sure. i have to work for it the short pass complete to Mario Bailey. He's tackled by Shante Carver. So Viala Burks, Mario Bailey and company, they need to crank it up, Boz. And Galen Hall doing exactly the right thing by getting Brian Kluplik involved in the passing game right away. Viala Burks is going to be one of the big guys right now. And Brian Kluplik, if he can get the ball to Viala Burks, he's the money guy on the team and the big receivers. He's got 15 catches with three touchdowns, so he's got to help light the fire with Jeff Brown being injured. 14 yards on that last play. Here's Garrett Clark. He's a big body, kind of a nasty banger, likes to pound you. Yeah, he's definitely a battle-tested bruiser for Hall. Played for Hall over in Europe. So much so, you know, Doug's grandmother, who really raised him, died unfortunately last year. Two one two, why not? Derek made two phone calls. First the nine one one for help. The second one to Galen Hall. So there's I know a lot of closeness with this team, and you can feel it. And the good thing about this team is they're very unselfish, and that's why one of the reasons they're four and zero. They really care a lot about each other. You know one thing too when you talk about Galen Hall, he's one of the most one of the most organized coaches in the league. He's got this stuff down being the head coach. No question, he's been with some of the greatest. Great guy back in Oklahoma, Barry Switzer. Uh, knows how to win. He's been winning big time his whole career. Going for his 100th victory here pretty quick. Second and six. Two quick. Got a man. Gallup. Oh, he dropped it. He dropped that. He was a 
looking for the end zone before he had the ball in his hands. Oh boy, he wish he had that one back. You know, I'll tell you what, though. Devil's advocate, Cookless got to lead him a little. He's got to look back, catch that by his ankles. That wasn't right there for him. You're right. It'd be nice if he laid that out for him. He could hit that full stride. But I'll tell you what, Brian Klukwik, and this is one of the things that Coach Hall says about Brian Klukwik, is he doesn't trust his arm on the short throws. He trusts his arm too much on the long throw. That right there is an intermediate throw. He's just got to let that one go. Let Diallo speed. Catch up to the ball and, and bring six in for the Orlando Rage. Maniac fans love that last play. Third to six for the Rage. Kipsante. Rolling on a bounce was Kuklik. So Kuklik not quite warmed up yet, not in rhythm yet with his receivers. Pass was intended for Bailey. you got to remember, Brian Kuklik hasn't seen any action at all this year. Orlando has only seen one quarterback in the huddle, and that's been Brian... Uh, Jeff Bone, and it's going to take Brian Kuklik a few series to get to acclimated to what it's like to be out there in the field, getting chased. Boss, I've got a scoop for you. Listen close. The game's first punt is coming your way. All right, well, here it is. Charles Jordan is deep. Ball gets down to 21. Yard line, this is a live ball. Kicks it straight up in the air. That's a beauty. He's got to bring it back. Jordan at the six. Oh, and he is... That's strangulated at the six. Great play by Sean Banks. That Banks got him on a special team play. Second quarter, the Maniacs leading by one. We'll be long back. Long field to go. Next week, in a desperate attempt to increase television ratings, the XFL will take you inside the locker room of the Orlando Rage cheerleaders. All right, gentlemen, cool your jets. Let's be professional here. NBC next Saturday. Boz, I hear that they're going to shoot them. They will be naked, but there will be heads attached, so it is going to be done with taste. It, it... How can you say that's going to be done with taste? I, tell you, I, want, to, I want to meet the, the lucky cameraman who gets to go in there because they're going to dilate his eyes with that, that stuff that makes everything overexposed. I think that's something that could catch on. That's next week, NBC primetime. Las Vegas at Orlando. Rashan Salam with the short rush. And the entire Orlando front seven gets the tackle there. With Patrice Alexander leading the way. You know, I talked to some of the Orlando players and they talk about Patrice Alexander and they talk about hitting him as like hitting a brick wall or like a wall falling down on you after, after you hit it. It's a bend, don't break defense. They play lots of zone. They try to punish you. 25 big, big Come on, Red! Blue, eight, three, three, three! Take us along. Swinging out of the backfield is Jim Kitts. And Kitts makes his way out near the 20. And that's something that they don't show a lot of. Come on, girl. Omar Brown, telling them they got to get their heads in the game. First down play, Rashan Salam, his eighth rush, breaks to the outside, Salam finally pushed out of bounds by Omar Brown. Brown, the XFL player of the week in week one, he is a good player. Let's go, stay outside, man. 
Salam holds on yeah. the ball. He he's is awesome. a mighty tough customer. He's awesome. I mean, the guy's got speed, power. He's just got all the assets that you need. There he goes again. Dragging number 97, Mark Campbell with it. Come here. Okay, here you go. All right, regular, regular. All right, all right. Belly right balls. All right, zip. Belly right ball. They're trying to bears now. Hello, right. They're, they're trying to establish line control and see if they can't grind out, grind out this game and keep it at least in their hands a, a time of possession, which they've been been successful during this year. Ball to Salah, hit the backfield, and gets maybe a yard. Tremendous penetration Orlando. by the Orlando defense. Mark Campbell there. Yeah, Orlando showing a 46 or a bear defense when they're bringing Omar Brown up as run support. Now, once you start doing that, Druckenmiller is going to have to see that it's going to be soft in the in the uh, in the secondary. That's the time to go ahead and stretch the defense and go deep. Salam, 10 carries for 42 yards, a touchdown, but he does have Mike a fumble. 80. Ruck's got a loud voice, boss. And around, here they come. It's Charles Sutton. Jordan up in there. Wow, what a tackle by Omar Brown. He is a hitter. He's second on the team with tackles. He's got 25 of them so far, and he makes huge plays at key times. And ain't no more keyer than that right there, because if... Uh, Dale Hobbs gets out, I'm sorry, Charles Jordan gets past uh, Omar Brown, he can still be running. Got seven on that play. Spot, spot, ran over. And he likes Salam. Salam through a hole. And he is wrapped up. Now check that. It is Raphael Cooper with his first carry of the night. 25-year-old from Detroit, Michigan. Cooper a speedster. So Salam getting a break for a moment. Mark Campbell sliding down the line of scrimmage. Cooper's doing a good job of finding the hole. Now one thing that Cooper needs to do is he needs to be more patient and let the hole open up if it's not there. Don't just drive your head and... Uh, no, we can't, we can't. Here we go. I right, let's go. I right. Slide left. Second sound. Ready, start. Oh. A little confusion there. The let's go. Here we go. Get up, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Salam on the sideline. Seven Mike seconds on the play time. Cooper go. trying to get a yard. He's got it. Raphael Cooper. And once again, it's Omar Brown. Again, again, Raphael will just be a little more patient. There's nothing inside. All he has to do is show inside, flash outside, and he's still running. He bangs into the back of his outside, go right there. And you heard Druckenmiller coming right there. Inside, inside, go. Druckenmiller's being the general on the field right now. They've gone from the sledgehammer of Raphael, of Salam. Blue 40. To the lightning bug. Rafael Cooper. Druckenmiller throws a strike. Prentice tackle immediately. That's going to be very close to the first down. Ricky Bell, who was injured early in the season, back in there now. He gets his first start after missing the first from the very first game from a foot injury. And Ricky's probably not game ready right now. 
and he sprained the arch. And I've had a sprained arch before. That, it's yeah. tough because as a cornerback, you got to be able to push hey, off. Hey, hey. And that means you got to get enough ground, especially playing against Kevin Prickett. They just go ahead and continue to use that matchup to the Maniac's advantage. Second and short, chance to go long, no. Keep it on the ground. Cooper breaks to the outside, utilizing the advice of Brian Bosworth, waiting, picking his holes, and then moving. That's right. And, and what they're doing is Druckenman is seeing that they're stacking, hey, that's trying that's to slow down this. Come here this play. They got 14. They're stacking the line of scrimmage that Orlando is. What Memphis is doing is they're checking out of a play and they're going to a weak side run to let Rock Neal bounce it to the outside. Cooper stays in. No relation to DB Cooper, the parachutist. Will they give it to him again? No. Fake. Drucken Miller. He's open. Going deep into the end zone. Incomplete. Jordan was out there. Boy, you get an idea of the arm strength of Jim Druckenmiller, and they want to call. I, I think I want to call on that because just as just as he was trying to lay out for the ball, All right, here you go, let's go, Jim. He got that. hooked. Omar Brown hooked him, slowed him down. Corey Gilliard also there. Lead draw right. I'm gonna get that next time. Give me a call, Steve. Second down. It's the 12th play of the drive. Cooper grinds his way to the 31. Which is something Memphis hasn't been able to do successfully all year. Because usually when they get to play six, seven, all of a sudden it's a penalty or fumble or an interception. Here they're showing some discipline, which is what Kippy needs to get them to do. But the problem is in the first half. gun zip. Base right flanker Poco. In the first half is where their offensive productivity is happening. They need to translate that over to the second half to learn how to cut, cut the throat of their opponent. Third and seven here. And we've come to the two-minute warning. The two-minute timing rules are now in effect. We're coming back. The Maniacs lead it 13 to 12. You're watching primetime football here on UPS. He was a huge star at Oklahoma. Look at those guns, folks. Brian Bosworth, he was a star. He was a maniac, a punishing tackler. But then he evolved into a superior actor, a Shakespearean actor. Look at the moves. Look at the dialogue. What can Brian Bosworth do? The Boz. Hey, Boz, I'm waiting for your next movie to come out. Uh, Stone Cold Gets a Hot Foot. I'm ready for that one. That'll be a beauty. We're going to get Vince to, uh, to star in the Stone Cold, too, because I know he loves motorcycles. And we're going to blow everything up, because when you're in down an action movie, you just shoot somebody. You just got to shoot them. Shoot them The Memphis drive is moving. They face a third and seven now. They're leading 13 to 12. A seven and a half minute drive. Throws the interception. Druck got that one a little late. The pass intended for Prentice and Ricky Bell was covering. Ricky Bell considered the top cornerback before he got injured. This timing was off. Oh, he jumped because of the low snap. And Kevin Prentice came out of his came out of his uh, stance too late. That whole play was was Gonzo before it started. So it looks like Jeff Hall is going to attempt. A field goal. It's going to be a long one. A 49-yarder. 
Yeah, he's been going inside the 35-yard line. He struggled outside. He's six of nine. Paul. Oh, he's Whoa, got the distance. Got, got a meaty portion of it. That's good. And he got the right part of the meat. The yeah. Play. The one. The practice got no fat in it. So Kippy Brown says yes. His long this year. Jeff Hall, the former Tennessee star. They must, they must like the way they kicked the balls in Tennessee because they were 45 and five in his career at Tennessee when he was a player there. The all-time scoring leader in the Southeastern Conference. His kick caps a 14-play drive. Well, getting down, getting down in the, getting down in Memphis right now, baby. Everybody's feeling good about three points going in the locker room because four-point lead. Maniacs have had problems in the second half of closing the deal. Kippy loves it. These fans love it. And I know you folks at home are loving it because this is one hell of a game. I know the, the girls up the girls up in the in, in, in this booth are loving it. Just dance a little bit, Marla. I'm, 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 I'm watching you. I, I'm like, saw. you're a big star. They don't want me. Oh, they want you, dude. They, they want you. No, they don't. don't they don't want you. They don't want you. Hey, boss, do you want me to spank your butt again like yeah, you did the big one? Okay, there you go. How come when we come into to Memphis, <laughs> I feel a little Elvis get inside me, That's man. That's right. I feel a little Elvis. I want to know if we can go into these girls' locker room uh, at, at half time. What do you? What would you girls think about that? Thumbs up? Yes. Well, I, I had a few uh, <laughs> few visits in my hotel room without me asking. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that. Go for no reason at all. Jeff Hall kicks it deep. Here comes Brian Shea. He's been very good on returns tonight. He's got tackled. Shea pulls his way to the 27-yard line, but a marker is down. You think the XFL? is raw action wait till you see wwf raw two hours of edgiest action on tv don't miss the number one show on all of cable tomorrow night nine eastern eight central on tnn so jeff hall has given the memphis maniacs a 16 to 12 lead and now backing up the Orlando Rage. Now what I do here if I'm Memphis is I try to get a quick three and out and get some more points on the board. You got momentum. You're gonna play a short field. You got a, a backup quarterback who's not in his rhythm. Go ahead and stack the line of scrimmage, play man to man, and see if you can't get them in a three and out situation. Right, right, right. If he just joined us, Jeff Brom was knocked out of the game on a big hit by Shante Carver in the first quarter. It's just taking him to the hospital with a concussion and the pass over the middle incomplete. Kuklik looking for Tony Gator. So the backup, Brian Kuklik, what does it do for the team when the backup comes into the game, Boz? Do you have confidence in him? I know they have confidence in him. That's not the problem, but what you do is you get out of rhythm. Okay. The rhythm of your quarterback that you're used to playing with. 8-0, 50 draw. Now they're just going to run the running play here and see if they can't run out some yeah, time yeah, and yeah. get round out some yards get a first down. But the offense is used, just like we talked about uh, Jeff Brom in, in the center. Replacing the center, now changes the way he feels about his butt. And stumbling, the Orlando offense, uh, quite frankly, has gone dead in the water since Brom threw the strike. I, I think you got to call timeout here. What are they doing? Call timeout, Kippy. You got third down and long. Got a timeout on the field. And Memphis took it. So, Kippy Brown, you know, uh, more coaches should take your advice, boss. 
get the ball, kick a field goal, score a touchdown. I got it. Let okay. me see what happens. Okay. Just relax. Relax. We got it. Pat's a professional. He knows what he's doing. You know, if you keep yelling at him, you could get into it like Rusty and uh, Jesse. Hey, Marcus! No, I'm not criticizing. Marcus. I'm not criticizing what he's doing out there because I know what I'm talking about. Yes. Jesse, on the other hand, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Jesse doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows, he knows how to, you know, yeah. change the dollar into quarters, but he ain't no damn thing run, about football. Hey, listen to me now. Come on. If they run, they don't get the, the first down call. Timeout. Hippie Brown in control. Nine years in the NFL, most recently with Green Bay. Twelve seasons as a collegiate coach. Brown is alive. Third and 11 here at the Liberty Bowl. They're making a stupid mistake here, Memphis. Blitz coming. Kuklik, he's got a little bit of time. Close pass caught. It's a first down. Tony Gator. And Gator out to the 28-yard line. Brian Kuklik's best pass of the night. 19 yards. What a gutsy call by Galen Hall. Back up and you're into the field. Trust Brian Kuklik enough to go ahead. Sit what back there, roll it up the goal, a pass over the middle to get Tony Gator to get that first down. That's a huge play for Orlando. 9.50 choice! 9.50 choice! Liz, Liz! Looks like out of the gun now. Go! Oh. Comes up with it. Fires incomplete. Looking once again for Tony Gator. Marvin Thomas applying the pressure. Kevin Cobb great out and great coverage. He's actually looked like the Siamese twin there. He's Practice and on the inside guy. See, I like Galen because Galen is a gambler. Not with money, but he, he trusts his team. He knows what he's got. He's got a lot of talent out there, and he likes, likes to let them play. He likes to let them be athletes. Second and ten. One minute to play exactly here in the first half. Kuklik throws, pass caught, right at midfield, number 81, Guillermo Burks, coming up with a grab. they got to hurry and get this ball down Zero. and down. John Williams with the coverage. Zero try! Zero try! I mean, you can see Orlando, their offense is very attack-oriented. Clock is running, 49 seconds, 48 seconds, Rage trying to get in position here. Here comes the rush. Shante Carter applying pressure. Shante's got so many wins in. He's got a man. It's Tony Gator. First down complete. You got to call timeout here. And they do. Tony Gator. He's one of the backup receivers, and maybe Kuklik has a better relationship with him because he's one of his guys. running the second team unit with him. That's pretty there good. There you go, boss. I know my football. I'm proud of you. Come I'm on. rubbing off on I'm you. I'm learning, baby. Let's stick with you. Frank Kuklik very quickly has come into rhythm. What's your best Let me time out. Yeah. Watch your corner sink. You got two left. You got two left. Smash seam, right? With the other guy coming in two man. You want to go trade. You want to go trade. Go in two man with the guy got Okay. Let's go. What do you got? Two, two good pass up, plays put him in this position, boss. Two big pass plays under a tremendous amount of pressure. Diallo Burks comes up with a big catch over the middle, and then Brian Kuklik has enough presence of mind to get the club up to the line of scrimmage and find Tony Gator, again, moving the club down the field with a lot of authority. Back to live, Kuklik. 
with time. Whoa! Goes another strike. Cooper now four of six. Marta Benton did a great job of hanging on to that ball. Rico Clark making the tackle on Mario Bailey. Bailey shaking up. Rico Clark playing out of position. He normally plays left quarterback. He's playing right quarterback tonight. Once again, Orlando takes the timeout. Jay Taylor is the kicker. He hasn't missed a kicker kick this year. He's perfect four for four. So Orlando, with a timeout remaining, Memphis has a timeout. Impressive drive as Kuklik, it seems like hey, he's got loosened up. Absolutely, and we talked about it earlier. He needs a couple of series to get in the rhythm. I mean, I've, I've seen him throw the ball. He's got a cannon. Well, There's no now, question about that. 0-60, speed, bang, on one. 60 now, 60. No, gun, 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 gun. Kuklik completion to 19, 21, 12, and 15 on this drive. Mike Black is the running back. Hit as he throws. He was under great pressure by Tremont Lawless. I think Lawless hit his arm. They've got plenty of time here. Just take your time. Run your offense. One tray, 60 scream. On one. Gun, gun. 60 scream or screen? That he said screen. Well, if it's screen, I think we all know what that means. Mike tried to set up black here. It'll be his first catch of the season. There he is. Going into the end zone. incomplete. Must have been screen, Boz. I think it was screen because Kevin Swain was screaming down the sideline. He just jumped a little bit too soon. And it, again, it goes to show you the kind of strength that Brian Kuklik's got in that arm of his. John Williams was covering along with Marcus Wimberly. Go 0 60 smash. 0 60 smash on one. 0 60 smash is a play they ran a few plays ago. I still think they have plenty of time to go over the middle. They got plenty of timeouts. And if the, open, the middle is open, which it is right now, go ahead and test it. Third and ten. Here comes the pass. And the pass is overthrown. And it's in a flag on that. Marcus Wimbley came in. He wasn't even playing the ball. That ball was well overthrown. Marcus Wimbley comes in. He wasn't even playing the ball. He commits probably the worst foul that he could commit right now. Marvin Thomas had the pressure. Already by the receiver. That ball was not catchable, boss. Let's see if they pick it up. They're going to pick this one up. They're going to give him a gift. They're going to give him a gift in Memphis. Elvis is alive and the Cadillacs have been given. Officials making uh, the call, uh, apparently a correct one. And now Orlando. I agree with it. I agree with it. I mean, you don't, you don't get something for free. At least earn it. Jay Taylor has not missed this year. He's the only kicker in the XFL who has not missed this year. He's setting up for a 42-yarder. Which young is the snapper is the linebacker?
there's no such thing as being perfect here at the asylum, Boz. Well, that much pressure. Good job. <laughs> and as big as this game is, I know it's still early in the season. I think he just flat misses it. He pushes yeah. the ball to the right, obviously, but he just missed the kick. So Taylor, his first miss this year, nine seconds remaining. And uh, Memphis content to go into the locker room with a 16 to 12 lead. That's a solid, solid first half for this Memphis Maniacs team. some zip out there obviously that had to do tremendous to help your confidence with that drive even though you got no points out of it yeah we moved the ball nice now we just got to put it through the uprights and uh come out in the second half and get our running game going we'll now i know as the backup you don't get a lot of touches are you prepared to lead this team in the second half yeah i've been ready um i've been ready since day one and I'm just gonna go out there and do my best Coach, you pass for a touchdown, we have for a touchdown, kick the field goal. What can you improve on in the second half? Well, we can't turn the ball over. That's been our problem all, all year. We're not very disciplined, and we got to get it fixed. I tell you, Kippy's problem, he said it, turnovers. Got Only had one so far. Fumble fingers. One so far. At halftime, the score. The Memphis Maniac, 16, the Orlando Rage, 12. Set to play ball, second half. Can Memphis win its first home game of the year? And will it come against the undefeated Orlando Rage? The Rage playing without their number one quarterback who was knocked out of the game. Jay Taylor kicking off. Kevin Cobb is deep. And it goes into the end zone. And that will be coming. No, he's going to bring it out. Whoa. He didn't have to. Cobb, oh, Whoa. and he gets to about the one-yard line. I mean, we talked about it right before the half. I mean, this is where in the second half, some reason Memphis just goes mental. They just can't keep a first half and a second Explain half. Explain the together. rule on kickoffs, boss. If it goes into the end zone, it is a touchback on its own. If it's touched out in the middle of the field and then goes in the end zone, then you have to bring it out. But, but Kevin Cobb didn't touch that ball. Let's take a look at our halftime stats brought to you by Miller Lite. Both teams moving the ball effectively. Memphis making the most of the point scoring opportunities. Now Memphis in a hole. They'll try to bang it out of there with Rashawn Salam. He skips over a man. And Salam moves it to the six. Tackled by Omar Brown. This Omar Brown is a tackling machine. You know, I digress there for a second. Yep. I had a brain fart. Actually on the kickoff, if the ball goes in the end zone and it's still left in the in the uh in the field of play or in the end zone itself, it has to be brought out. All the kickoffs have to be brought out of the end zone. So he thought that the ball wasn't going to roll out of the end zone, obviously. Mike's 58! Louis 51! Tip Louis 80! Drucken Miller, short pass, and he's going to have the first down. So two solid plays. Rashawn Salam gets six. Charles Jordan gets 12 with the extra effort. Charles Jordan. He's an interesting fellow, isn't he? Charles Jordan played seven years in the NFL. 
and is loving playing here in the XFL, but gets his greatest satisfaction spending time with his kids. Try 100 of them in Cincinnati, where he, along with former football star Joe Kelly, runs Kelly Youth Services, a government-aided program with 10 homes with 10 kids per house, ages 1 to 18, get the love and the support and help they need to keep them out of trouble. What a great guy and a great story. I heard that yesterday, and it really made me change what I felt about going back and giving something when you take something from the game. That was a personal foul penalty, and the Maniacs get the ball all the way out at the 32. Maniacs leading 16-12. And Druckenmiller going on low deep. What a cannon! Jordan, Manny. Jordan can't catch up with that one. Tell you what, if that ball was thrown two or three yards more into the field of play, Jordan was going to catch that ball. Jim Druckenmiller told us he could throw the ball 70 yards in the air, but he says, I've learned over the years... It's not how far you can throw it, Boss. It's right, how well you can deep. throw it. How accurate yeah. right, you can throw it ball, and he has learned how to do that. So alert, alert black. I left, slant right on one. Ready, break. I left, slant right. Alert black. Good I numbers left, so slant, far. Slant right to the running play for the weak side. Again, they're trying to overload the, uh, the, uh, the defensive line. Salam. Rashan Salam continues to put up numbers, tackled by Alexander Salam, uh, 26 years old, out of San Diego, California, the 1994 Heisman Trophy winner. He's got 54 yards on 12 rushes so far, He's Bob. done a good job, and Corey Gilliard trying to make up for that personal foul. Looked like he came in and is trying to kill Rashan Salam on that. If he just came in under control, he'd have stopped Rashan for about a three-yard game, but instead, they end up getting eight. Third and two now. Salam. Oh, he runs over a man and bangs it out. He's got the first down and more. He ran right over Patrice Alexander. I take that back. That was not Patrice Alexander. That was James Burgess that he carried. Blitz coming. Druckenmiller's picked up. He throws it deep. Looking for Jordan. And Jordan might have been hooked for a moment. Stephen Fisher, the ordained minister, was covering. Ben Huff came up inside and put a little pressure on Jim Druckenmiller. He threw that ball before he wanted to. In that case, he needed to throw the ball more toward the sideline, but didn't have time to release it. We got Eagle or regular? Let's go. I ride zip. Let's go. I ride zip. Pass 56, 822, check flat on one. Ready, break. Jim Druckenmiller in his second XFL start. Over hey, 49ers. Here, here he's going to look for Rashawn Salam in the flat if it's all covered downfield. I got him, I got him! On second down, Druckenmiller in trouble. He shovel passes beautifully to Roosevelt Potts. And that shows uh, the strength there. of Jim Druckenmiller. Won the Ironman contest at Virginia Tech. How about that? The Druck with the shovel pass. Got, He's got tough. Who's that hanging on him? Whoever it was didn't get enough of him. And Roosevelt Potts happens to be a recipient of an uncharacteristic shovel pass. You know who does that all the time and very effectively? The man who just signed a 10-year contract. Brett Favre. Got all kinds of little doozies. Sometimes the play doesn't have to look pretty. It just has to work. Third and five. Druckenmiller all day to throw. A ball sailed on him. Charles Jordan was over there, but not even Will Chamberlain in his prime could have caught that one. A little too tall. 
And the Maniacs will be forced to kick it away. And it was a smart throw by Druck because he really wasn't open. And instead of trying to force something, go ahead and kick the, the, uh, the punt here. And, and try to get the field position in your favor here. This is start your defense in the third quarter. Druck's a smart guy. I threw it away, he says. Okay, that's what okay, I just that's said. Good, good oh, that's what he said. You said that? I did say that. Well, you're just repeating what he said. Try to further the conversation. Jeff <laughs> Hall, booming punt. Here's Skinny Cover. And Skinny goes down in a big, fat heat. And there's your big hit by Richard Hogan on special teams. We're coming back. More football on UPN after this. Brian Bosworth, Chris Raggy, and Michael Barkan. I'm Chris Marlowe. Yeah, don't show yourself short there, son. There you go. Orlando has the ball with backup Brian Copeland, and he throws it away. Let's see if they get a marker on this. Incomplete. The referee had his hand in his pocket, wherever that flag is, and he thought about it for a second, but... Cornell Menifee blitzing from his outside linebacker position. Cooklet got it away. He did a good job of getting this away because there was nowhere to go, no place to hide there for Brian Cooklet. Third quarter, the undefeated Rage trailing the Maniacs, 16-12. Derek Clark looking for running room, and he does a good job weaving for about five. Richard Hogan's making the hit along with Shante Carver. I can see the whites of Derek Clark's eyes from up here, and that tells me that he's reading where that defense is flowing to. He's trying to find that little crease, that little crack that'll buy him enough yards, and that only comes from an experienced running back. Roger, Roger! Third and three. Pass complete, Diallo Burks. Diallo Burks at midfield. Trying to chase him down. It's Wendley. And it's a touchdown for Orlando. Talked about it before. You can't give up the big plays. And there's nothing bigger than that right there. 81 yards with Diallo Burks to match his number. He said he has to fight for everything he gets in life. Tell you what, I don't think it's any easier than that because that was right on the money. And it was a track race. Ain't nobody going to catch Diallo Burks. Because in the real time, he's real money. Diallo Burks, he was named after a contestant on the Joker's Wild Game Show. Diallo. There was a contestant named Diallo. He was raking in the money. His mama thought it was funny. Thus the name Diallo. And Diallo turned on the afterburners. Because Diallo's actually playing for about $20 a day. Because that's what his allowance is. He spends all of his money. Push, uh, Sends all of his money back home to his wife and his year-and-a-half-year-old little baby girl because they're trying to find a, a house to buy. Kuklik going for one, throws the ball, batted up in the air, and it's incomplete. So the Orlando Rage responding, an 81-yard bomb, actually a catch and run by that man, that man Diallo Burks. So the Rage takes the lead. And Diallo Burks heading for the house. Boy, Sawyer got burned alive on that one. Rico Clark in Wembley could not chase him down. Yeah! Yeah! We're coming back. The Liberty Bowl stunned.
as the Braves has gone back on top. Diallo, your coach said at halftime, no more excuses. You got to step up and carry this one on your shoulders. Looks like you took them to heart, huh? Well, that's just one play by me, but um, we got a long way to go in this game, and hopefully the offense period can just keep on making plays. Remember, he said his favorite movie was Rudy because he's an underachiever, and Boz, this is achievement. Okay, well, it fired him up, fired him up so much they came out in this third quarter, and they've uh, quieted this Maniac's crowd down a little bit. Now, it's the Maniac's turn to answer. Just a little bit. Brian Shea deep, looking to bust one. Now check that. That's Rafael Cooper deep. Cooper and top. 18-16, undefeated Orlando ahead. Cobb, and he's out to the 30. Now the problem with Memphis is in the third and fourth quarter, they've only scored three points each quarter. So their defense has given up 51 in four games, and their offense is scoring six. They ain't winning any games that way. Maniac's offense was moving. Let's take it right here. Alert, alert, black. So I left. Leave draw left. Maniac's offense moving very well early, but the Rage defense is stiffening it. Well, they need to continue to try to get Rashawn his yards because that's going to control this line of scrimmage, control the ball from Maniac. We're going to get the ball to Rashawn right here. Drucken Miller. And that's a bad pass. Ball stuck in his hands, perhaps. Intended for Jordan. He's not, he's not wearing gloves. He's got those big old hands. Okay, now back to there. Alright, here you go. First, the very effective last week in the rain. Yeah. Able to hold on to that football while Tommy, Tommy Maddox could not. You know, Boz's hands pretty big. Earlier today, watch him compared to Druckenmiller. Oh, Boz, you got little kitten mittens compared to the big kid. He's got normally large hands. He had knuckle extension surgery. There he is. Pass complete to Prentice. Always quick. And Prentice gets about six. Ricky Bell making the tackle. And Orlando does that. Again, we, we, we went back and we talked about it before. They send their linebackers deep in coverage, and they let them have that little small stuff yeah. up front. And Prentice is down right now. Shaking up a bit. Ricky came in and hit him low. He probably got, uh, probably got something in his leg. Prentice comes across the middle. Got five catches uh, tonight for 44 yards. He's played huge. He does this little, this little drag across the middle, down deep. He's trying to get some extra yards. That was a very innocent-looking play. You know what he got? He got the face mask on the kneecap. And I've had that before, and it's smart because there's a lot of nerves going on in that knee, especially right there at the Patel Tenon. The problem is, you see his knee is exposed right there. He didn't have a pad on it. So it's McElhaney got any pads in his pants. And I never understood that when a, when a, when a wide receiver or, or some of these other guys, they don't, pair, they don't wear pads in their pants. Yeah. I know if I was an owner or a coach of a yeah. team, I'd start finding guys because... Now he has to come out of the game, but if he's not useful to the uh, Maniacs offense, it's because he ain't wearing pads. You were a big believer in padding your pants a little bit uh, all the time, yeah? Dude, I, I, dude I, had to, I, I had to have to stuff as much as I could get going, you know? I got to get go. patty, man. Well, I got you. I got to get patty. You got small hands, you got to have padding. I'm looking for the collision, and I don't want to feel it. Prentice is going off. And that's going to be a blow because he has been the Maniacs' most reliable receiver. Cole Morgan checks in as one of the ride receivers, the former quarterback from the Air Force. Third and three. He gets a strike. 
and he gets it right away. Slash. He does it all. He plays a little wide receiver, running back, quarterback, defensive back. He's a return specialist. He, you know, he was 10th in the, in the Heisman Trophy uh, voting back when he was in the Air Force and one of the only players to gain 2,000 yards in two different seasons. So the guy can play. He's full of talent. Bo Morgan may be the most versatile player in the NFL. And now the Maniacs with a first down. They've completed, uh, well, they've converted six of eight on third down. So Druckenmiller's doing a good job. Pass over the middle. And Mark Thomas goes up the ladder and drags it down. Druckenmiller to Thomas. Thomas, a 24-year-old out of Smithfield, North Carolina. And I talked to Jim before the game started. I said, how are you going to get Mark Thomas involved in this game? And he said, but the Orlando, they spread their, their, their secondary out to the to the, to the outside. And he's going to try to get Mark Thomas in the scene, try to get him to, to squat down in the zone or get him to start challenging the safety. And that's exactly what he did on that play. 20-yard reception for Thomas. Another first down. Rashad Salam. And Salam, pile drive to the 32. I mean, so strong on what Galen talked about yesterday is that Rashawn is going to drag our guys to death. Yeah. And as the game goes on and they're continuing to stay close in this contest and they can continue to open up holes inside, you're going to get Rashawn those numbers. Here we go, fellas. Go zoom the strong right. You look at the numbers on Salam. Modest at the moment. But he's capable of breaking one anytime. He'll break one. If you get him a shoot, he'll break it. Yep. Set. Blue 80. And the play blown dead. Markers everywhere. Who got that boy the That's a shame too, because that was a good play. They came back to that in the first half with Jim Kitts and the flat over there. 84 offense for simulating the start of a play. Five yard penalty. It's still second down. Boz, I'm not so sure about Kevin Prentice and the face mask on the knee. It looks like he twisted his knee while planning, and then the face mask might have been incidental. His return is questionable. Right now, he's still being looked at. Thank you, Barkman. Appreciate that. Thanks for the criticism. We appreciate it. As always, yeah. as always, right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, constructive criticism, Boz. He still ain't wearing any pads in his Dr. Bosworth, rebuffed. And throwing it away was Druckenmiller. He had to throw that away because James Roberson was about to plant some corn with Jim Druckenmiller as a seed on that one. Nobody even blocked James Roberson on that play. Okay, here you go. Third down coming up. Right. He's throwing the ball to the cheerleaders. I think you're going to see the X receiver. Mike 56. Big play here. And they've got, uh, they, they bring the, the, the tight end in back for some protection cover. On third and 12, blitz picked up. Miller throws a rope, and he's got a first down. Mr. Jordan again. Like a fine Cabernet. You know what it is? When you, when you lose one of the receivers, you can't play right now. Jordan's coming in and making a big plays. When the Maniacs see him the most, he did a great job. It's a great route right there. Butler's Kelly Malvo gave him way too much cushion on that one. If you're going to give him that much cushion, you got to have warp speed to come back in there and close the gap. Mike 58! Four and a half minutes to play. 
Third quarter. Rage up by two. Salam bounces off a net. He needs a block. He needs a block. He gets it. Rashan Salam out at the six. Make it the seven. Charles Jordan throwing the block. What a block by Charles Jordan. Took Ricky Bell right off his feet and bought Rashan Salam an extra six, seven, eleven. But better than that, Rashan Salam did exactly what he needed to do. Nothing on the right side. Hit and miss. Find a place to go. Cut it back to the weak side. Charles Jordan did a good job of just staying inside the play. Salam now 78 yards. He got 17 of it on that last play. They're running Salam. How much does this wear on the Orlando defense to be pounded like this? Well, Orlando's defense on their front seven, they're kind of light anyway. And uh, the Memphis Maniac offense, offensive line, I mean, they are... They're overloaded with weight up there. And so as the longer the game goes on, they're going to continue to grind and drive this ball out here. All right, here we go. All right. Take right, take left, on one, ready, ready for black. You got Harry Boatswain, which they've been running behind all day. 330 pounds, and I think that's the good. So we need for lunch. Pitch the ball out to Salam. He's got a break, he jumps into the end zone. Touchdown. That's a touchdown. The ball came loose later. I'm telling you, if I'm Kiki Brown, I'm sewing his fingers together, and I'm putting a net on him. I'm doing everything I can, because that ball scores out too much with LaShawn. You got a flag on the play. And we may have the preliminary indication is holding. Beautifully executed, Boz. Definitely into the end zone. Holding offense number 77. It's discipline, man. They're committing suicide out there. They get great drive, drive all the way down the field. They get a great score to get this crowd back in the game. And then they do something stupid like that inside the line. When the play's going outside, it's making any sense. Mike Sheldon was the guilty party, number 77. The ball spotted back at the 16 now, so it's a second and 16. Mike Sheldon's man thought he was going to make that play. 590. Struck too high. Kevin Prentice back in. Too tall. Third down coming up. And Prentice looks to be running freely. Memphis last four possessions, seven plays, 14 plays, eight plays, 10 plays. So they've been driving the ball down the field, Bob. They're, they're getting the plays, they're getting the plays down the field. They're, they're making the big plays when they need to. They're converting on third down. They got a big third down right here. All right, here you go. They kick. Don't get us out. Can't get us out. Zip. right gun, zip. Now it's technically a third and goal here this, from the 16. So 580 smash is going to try to get the ball to Sean see if he can't get one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage here and put a little bit of move, a little dancing. The line is out in the pattern. There he is. Drug Miller waiting, throws incomplete. Salam trying to turn around and get it. He could not. You know, what Sean is. needed to do there is Sean needed to stop and come back. He was trying to read Jim, and Jim was trying to let the play develop, but Rashawn continued to run. He needs to stop and find that open space inside there. So big kick here for Kippy Brown. I'll get you in a minute. I'll get you in a minute. And Jeff Hall. Damn, Number seven, Jeff Hall is on. 
I mean, he's gold inside the 35, and that's exactly where this one's coming from. 34-yarder. It's up. He's shiny. He got it. He's good. And that's, that's 18 care. Hey! Yeah. 2.15 to play. Third quarter. Maniacs regain the lead. 19 to 18. Brian Kuglick's numbers so far sporadic. He has thrown for a touchdown. He took over for Jeff Brom in the first quarter when Brom was injured. told me just got off the phone from the hospital x-rays have come back clean there is no fracture right now the diagnosis is a concussion and a cervical sprain but how tough is jeff Brown? he is headed back to the field do you believe it rather than resting and put the neck brace on him and he is coming back to the field he wants to catch the end of this game there's no word on how long if how long at all he'll be out you better hide you better hide his uh, uniform because i know jeff he'll try to sneak that sucker on maybe under a different number but he'll try to get back on the field hey he wants to come back because we've got a good one going 215 to play the maniacs 19 the rage 18. maniacs set to kick off and of course this is jeff hall no more as a place kicker kickoff man that one's high and short returnable at the 15. mike black Black with a cutback, and he brings it out beyond the 30-yard line. Next Sunday at 4 p.m. on TNN, we have a good game for you. The New York, New Jersey Hitman will take on the San Francisco Demons. That should be a thriller. Then at 7 p.m. Eastern on UPM, the LA Extreme, which played very well last night, travels to Birmingham to take on the Bolts, who have been struggling a bit. Jerry DiNardo's team, after a good start, we they seen the ball set this year. No, we haven't. I'm looking forward to seeing them. They got a lot of interesting players. Brian Shea in the backfield for the first time tonight. Kuklik, he's got some time. Buy some more with a roll. Throw. Mario Bailey. And Bailey sidesteps a man. And he's finally dragged down from behind. John Williams. Well, he beat John Williams, and then John Williams comes back and makes the touchdown seven catch, or tackle there. But John Williams, if he's going to make that play, he's got to make the play. Bottom line, I mean, you got to buy the time. I know it's tough, especially when you get out there on an island and the quarterback can buy the time that Brian bought here. But you either come across the guy's face and try to knock the ball down. If you don't, you hook the backside of him, because if you miss the ball, you at least make the tackle. Hookless last two passes for 81 and 43 yards. So Orlando on the move, a first down. Ryan Shea, NCAA's all-time, all-purpose runner, has it. And the torpedo barrels right into the line. He's still up. And he flops his way inside the 20. I mean, Brian Shea, Brian Shea is, is averaging almost nine yards per carry. The guy is a wrestler. He's an All-American wrestler and all, uh, in high school. And he's always had the Doug Flutie label. He's 5'8", 210 pounds. Everybody said he has been too small to play football. He says, I'm not too small. I'm short, but I am a good player. And he, once again, the all-time NCAA leader, all-division in all-purpose yards. There he goes again, and Shea hops through the middle. Because he's small, we talked to, talked to him yesterday. You had to cut it back. And I asked him, I said, 
what shape are your marbles? He looked at me kind of strange, and I, I realized that they're like square, triangular, not, they're definitely not round. And the reason for that is because he's so small, he liked defense first. He plays with a very defensive mentality. He's out there trying to tap people and use his size as an advantage. Was a linebacker in high school in Paola, Kansas. Wants to be an FBI agent one day. You know, there was one life in Paola, Kansas when he was growing up. Timeout on the field as Memphis leads by one. Memphis leading here at the start of the fourth quarter, 19 to 18. Back in that raid zone again where they've been so successful all season. They've had one mishap in the raid zone and it was a fumble last week by Michael Black. And that's one of the reasons why Michael Black's not in there. You got Brian Shea, who's another weapon that they use. Orlando already with 240 yards passing. They average 160 on the year. Reverse to Brian Shea. Here comes Bailey. And Bailey skips out of a tackle before he's dragged to the turf. Dante Carver did a great job. By Kevin some Cobb, number 25. Yeah. Big speed on Shante Carver's behalf. I mean, that's a big man moving on a little guy like Mario Bailey. Yeah. He strung him out enough to where he could get his help to come up and help him out and make the play. Tornado, Don Tornado. We have a shootout here at the Liberty no, no, Bowl. No, no. Offensive, over 500 yards, working on 600. Go! That's where he won the 600. Brian Shea. And we've got a marker down in the backfield. Marker was thrown as Shea looked to pick up five. And it's going against the Rage. Once again, the Rage, the highest scoring team in the XFL, averaging 26 points. Maniacs as they move the ball up and down the field. Average just 12 points, but the number one team in total offense. Let's get the call. Yeah. Holding offense number 79 on the takedown. It's a 10 penalty replay, second down. Well, that hurts. John Love showing a little bit too much love, too much hugging inside. The offensive line for Orlando, Dan Collins in left tackle, Jason Gamble left guard, Garen Patrick is the center, replacing Cal Dixon tonight, who's out with a torn bicep, Sean Love, Jeremy Akers, Lawrence Hart along the front wall. The biggins up front. They are large and aggressive. Second and 16, Shea remains the running back. Kuflet unloads it, and he is dead. Number 90, Marvin Thomas got a good lick in. Thomas, 27 years old, out of the University of Memphis. A lot of Memphis guys on this uh, Memphis roster, Boz. By design, that's part of what the XFL is about. They're bringing some of the home players back in front of their home crowd and let their families enjoy watching them play football right here in America. A lot of territorial picks from this area. 950 choice, all one. Ryan Kuflick. The former Wake Forest star, he was a high school baseball player drafted by the Mets in the first round, so he's got some athletic ability. Third and 16, Kuzlick comes in incomplete. He got a little low. That was low. Kevin Swain was there, but he couldn't pick it off the grass. Well, a few times when they get down inside the rate zone where they self-destruct themselves, you know, come away with a, an attempt at a field goal here. They've only had one field goal inside the rate zone. Jay Taylor was perfect before that last miss. So Jay Taylor, who came in four for four. You know, when you make them, they, the, 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 uh, the goalposts are a lot 
closer. When you miss them, they look a lot farther away. And right now, that thing looks like it's about 60 yards away. He missed from 42. This is a 39-yard attempt. He rims it. And it's good. Now they're close again. So once again, a lead change as Orlando goes back on top. That is our fifth lead change tonight here in the Liberty Bowl. We're going to have more for you. Fourth quarter, the Maniacs in the Rage. You're watching XFL on UPN. So far, lots of scoring for us tonight, boss. Orlando striking last. Well, we knew it was going to be a shootout. The number one offense versus the number two offense. Something has to give, and at least there's a lot of scoring, a lot of big plays. 21-19, the Rage trying to stay undefeated. The Maniacs trying to win their first game at home this year. Kevin Cobb. And Cobb makes his way out to the 23. Next Saturday, our primetime game on NBC, the Las Vegas Outlaws at the Orlando Rage. The start time is 8 p.m. Eastern. And I really like Jim Ross, Jesse Ventura, and Mike Adamley as a team. The threesome. Adamley has brought a little spice to the booth. You like that? You know what? It, you got you got Mike Adamley who comes in and he knows football and he's very very good. And uh, you know Mike uh, Mike Mike knows what he's going what's going on inside uh, the the minds of a football player. Mike's 58. Spot. Middle middle. Spot. So the maniacs. First down and they're 24. They'll run Rashan Salam. Salam breaks to the outside before he dragged down at the 26. And it's really important for them to continue. And Salam and Malvo getting into it a little bit. It is two wins, 276 yards, three touchdowns, the two losses. 124 yards, no touches. Tonight it's still up for grabs. Still up in the air. He's, yeah. he's got to get another 19, 19 uh, yards before that graphic becomes uh, false. Mike's 58. The second and eight. Drucken Miller. Little swing pass to Jim Kitts. His second reception. It's a short game. Stephen Fisher. The minister coming up and making the hit. Steve. You know, Stephen Fisher says, the Bible says, be a fishers of men. Well, Stephen Fisher feels that he's been very successful at doing just that. Before he was saved on February 2nd, 1998, Stephen was what he called a wild child. Almost killed a couple of times for being in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Now he saves his teammates by the word of the Lord. Third and six. Drucken Miller throws incomplete right through the hands. Of Mark Thomas. But what you're finding now, what you're seeing is the defensive line of Orlando is doing some tricky stuff up front. Some twists, some stunts, some slants, and they're trying to get a little extra pressure on Jim Druckenmiller. And on that particular series, they were very successful in doing just that. Druckenmiller's cooled off a bit. James Burgess was in Druck's face. So pressure now on Jim Druckenmiller to come through. He'll have to wait. It's a fourth and six. The Maniacs will kick it away. Skinny Culver is deep. Skinny hovering. Skinny's got it. And Skinny dives to the 40. 10.50 to play in the game. The undefeated Orlando Rage hanging on to a two-point lead. Stephen Fisher, number 35 for Orlando, an outstanding football player. He is also a man who believes in the word 
of God. He regularly holds Bible study classes with his teammates. A couple of weeks ago after a slow start, the ball miraculously found his way into his hands for two interceptions. He credits divine intervention. Every good gift and every perfect gift coming down from heaven from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. I believe that the Lord is with the Orlando Rage, and I thank him and I praise him for being with us thus far. And I know that he'll be with us even after today. So Steven Fisher waiting for his opportunity. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Will destiny shine on him again tonight? The Rage undefeated, the only undefeated team in the XFL. The Rage will set up with Derek Clark. He gets the ball, breaks off the right side, and he is dragging men, dragging crazy maniacs with him to the 49. The Rage with only 79 yards rushing tonight, Bob. Do you think they should concentrate more on their ground game? Well, right now, their passing game is doing the trick because they're getting 240 yards, which is about exactly where Coach Galen Hall would like to be. Unfortunately, they lead the XFL in rushing, and the rushing is suffering right now, so this is where they can start picking up the, game, the, the pace and start grinding out this clock. Go! Clark again. And the Rage defense rising up. Middle of the line, T.J. Fryer. Now here's been the Rage's biggest problem. They don't convert third downs that well. They're only converting about 28%. That's to get a first down on that one. Galen Hall, well respected in the world of football. 18 years as the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. He coached Boz for one year. He said you were a good player, aggressive, and very intelligent. God knows exactly what he's talking about. He's here comes Clark, trying to get around the corner. This is not his forte. Pretty good straight arm, but he's not going to get much mileage out of going wide against this Maniac defense. No, this Maniac defense flows very well. Patrick Sapp did a good job of not losing containment right here. Comes in here and pushes Patrick Sapp down. But John Williams, who tells me he can bench press 375, bench pressed his butt right out of bounds. One, 950, 212, angle, gas, on one. Right. John Williams, one of the corners. Rico Clark, he had pressure on them now. Second and seven. Looking Williams' way, pass incomplete. Shot the back in the backfield of the Orlando Reds, man. He's been, he might as well pitch tent back there and start paying mortgage rent. Shante Carver is his given name. I mean, Shante comes off the corner like he just ate a big-ass bowl of beans, and he's been doing it all night long, exploding on their Orlando Rage quarterbacks. It was that man who knocked out Jeff Brom in the first quarter on a legal hit. A tough hit, but a legal hit. Now, Kuklik, third and seven. Crowd comes alive. A third-down conversion problem. Look at the blitzing, look at the blitzing. Kuflick's got time, and that's going to be way short of the first down. Pass complete to Diallo Burks, but he's wrestled with the turf quickly by Rico Clark. Rico Clark shows the team lead with tackle the 20, but Rico did a great job of just making the play right there and trying to get his offense the ball back here with, with 8.20 left to play in the game. They got a long field to go. Got to step up, got to step up. Rico Clark making the play, punting situation. Snap is high. Remember, it's a live ball. 
Kevin Prentice, oh. and he is nailed at the 13. James Burgess getting down there. This has been a game of a lot of big plays, scoring, and big hits. Take a listen. That's why here in the XFL we care to give only the very best. Rest in peace. So now, what can Jim Druckenmiller do? He's going to hand the ball to Salam. He's trying to work his way. He's got no place to go. Still, he gets a couple. Someone barking down there. It might be Alexander. That's James Burgess. He's got that Miami of Florida. He ain't got nothing. And he ain't going to get nothing as long as James Burgess. Respect. It's funny, that's exactly what Rashawn said last oh, week about God. the L.A. defense. He didn't respect him. I guarantee right now, James Burgess oh, is going to make him respect this Orlando defense. The Rage is leading Wait, tackler. Wait, 33. Said green 80. Second and 90, got a yard. Take this along. Druckenmiller throws a roll. Caught by Prentice, first down. Great catch by Kevin Prentice. The layout on that one a little bit, but it's a great throw also by Jim Druckenmiller under a little bit of pressure. Comes back in a five-step drop. Looks at his one receiver that's open for a 12-yard 12 12-yard 12 reception there by Kevin Prentice. Prentice averaged 18 yards per touch when he was at Mississippi State, so he's a dangerous guy, can break away at any time. There is KP, 5'7". A bundle of energy. Rocky Miller again. Short block, short pass, good catch. Tackled immediately. Daryl Hobbs, the former Raider, knocked down by Corey Gilliard. Drucken Miller now 15 of 28 for 176 yards. Ricky Bell has given such a big cushion over there that Drucken Miller's taking advantage of that with these little quick stops. As long as they continue to give that kind of cushion, he'll be able to move the ball down the field in chunks of 8, 6, 9, 10, 15 yards. Six minutes to play. 21-19 Rage leads. Rashad Salam. And Salam up to the 39. So the Maniacs starting to move. Rashad Salam getting closer and closer to that 100-yard mark. Rashad's got so much power. I mean, he'll flat run your ass over if you give him a chance. He'll also run away from you if you give him a seam. So you really got to play every play. Averaging just over four and a half yards. Strong, strong. Maniac's trying to mix it up, boss. Be unpredictable. Watch the blitz. Win. Set. Green 80. Green 80. On first down. Drucken Miller. Throws. Pass caught. Kevin Prentice. Around the corner he goes. Boy, Prentice is quick. He is fast. And again, you got that little cushion right there. Five yards outside the line of scrimmage that Jim is trying to pick on. It's being successful and it's allowing him to move the ball down the field. KP gets 12 yards. He's caught about three or four of these balls today. These little quick drags. James Burgess tried to get a shot on him. Wasn't getting enough. First, a lot of zone defense for Orlando. They're giving him the underneath roots. So they're scared of the talent of these, uh, these maniac receivers because they're quick, fast, and they can get away from you in a hurry. Another first down, Rashan Salam, and Salam near the 45. So the maniacs with the clock running at 450. 
trying to get into field goal range. Glenn Roundtree moving Ben Huff back over there. I tell you what, Rashawn Salam didn't even get hit until he's about three, four yards past the line of scrimmage there. Bernard Williams, Glenn Roundtree, Mike Sheldon, Doc Holliday not available today. Jesse James at right guard. The O-line. Bernard Williams is an interesting guy because he's 6'9", 250, and he's still making the job look easy. Rage blitz. It's picked up for a moment. There goes Truckin Miller, and down he goes. Andre Purvis had the pressure, boss. Looks like they had everybody coming but the kitchen sink, and James Burgess comes in and cleans it up. But Andre Purvis does a good job of coming up the middle and flushing Jim Druckenmiller out of the pocket. Lost three. So a third and 11 as we go into the four-minute mark. Purvis is out. Passing situation. Come on. Come on. Three wides for Memphis. Maybe the biggest play of the game right now for Jim Druckenmiller. Dumps it over the middle, incomplete. Two receivers were there. Thomas was there, Rashawn Salam was there. Too many receivers in the same spot. I think you got to go ahead and punt this ball, try to work it down, or use your offense, or use your defense, to try to get the ball back in some pretty good field position. you got plenty of time, all your timeouts are left. Maniacs. What got, what got us into the problem? We ran, we closed the first play there. So Hall to kick it away. Low snap. He could use a really high punt here. It's a live ball after 25 yards. Good kick. Great kick. Skinny is back. They got to trap Skinny, and they do. Good, good job right there. That's exactly what they wanted to do. Now they got to pin him back here in a three-and-out situation. Get this ball back. ASAP. Give Jim Druckenmiller a chance to move the ball back down and at least get a field goal and win this game. Kevin Cobb making the big special teams play. Kevin Cobb's been everywhere tonight. The pressure now on the offense of the Orlando Rage. Buddy, I think the pressure's on the uh, Maniac defense. They've got to come up with some big stops here. they got to keep them pinned back there. We're at the Liberty Bowl. Primetime football on UPN. Rage undefeated. 0-14 on one. Leading 21-19. They're going to go ahead and start to try, try to grind this ball out with a basic 0-14 play, which is just off tackle. Maniacs dig in. And the ball to Clark. Now make that Mike Black. Mike Black takes it out near the seven. Marcus, Marcus Wembley comes up from his safety spot. Makes a big hit. How long do you let it run before you start calling your three timeouts, boss? Oh, you got plenty of time right now. Okay. I think you're going, maybe after this play right here, they got they got a two-minute warning. I think right. you call no, no, a timeout no. before the two-minute warning. If you can stop them, hold them to a third down and long here. Second and seven. Once again, Black. And Black takes it out. Uh, that's going to be about a yard short of the first down. Too many yards. Too many yards. Marcus Wembley makes a stop again. 208, 207 clock counting down. It's going to be a third and one. So they're going to let it run to the two minute warning. And we're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. The Rage leading 21 19. Jeff Brown, after a hit like that, you deserve a three-week vacation. What are you doing back here right now, and how are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. The, the neck's a little sore. Just have a cervical sprain, but uh, it's something that's not too serious. And, uh, you know, it was just a good hard hit, and those things happen in football. 
and uh, I'll be back. Well, this, you may or may not like this, but your replacement's having a heck of a game. Have you been coaching him along the way? Yo, Brad's, he's a good quarterback, and uh, he has a good mentality. He approaches the game well, and I knew it when he went in there. We'd, we'd do it. And I don't know if you know this or not, but after you took the hit, you did get a touchdown pass out of it. That, that helped the injury a little bit. It helped soften the blow, so to speak. So Jeff Brom back on the field. Shante Carver delivered the hit, and now Shante has to get his defense ready. Third and one. He needs to deliver one more big hit, get this ball back in the Maniac's yeah, offensive yeah. hands. The Orlando Rage with two minutes to play. Yeah, Mike Black is the running back. They hand it to Black, and he's hit. Yes. And it's going to be very close. He yeah. may have gotten it with forward lean. Yeah. Hogan's was there. It's, 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 oh, no. Let's see where they mark it. Oh, that was not a good that's mark, Boz. That's, that's a maniac yeah. mark right there. Let's see. It's going to be extremely close. That's going to be really close right there. What do you say, Boz? You, you've got good vision. I think he's short. I, it looks like he's short. I say he's short from the other side. If you're going to say he's short, I'm going to say he's got it. That's the kind of guy I am. Oh, man. Ted, that's only a nine-foot chain, though. <laughs> <laughs> or yards, whatever you play football in. Okay, you got sand in the, in the brain, dude. You got the volleyball thing after you. Right now. Just keep, just keep rubbing on me, dude. You'll get, okay. you'll get a chance. Uh, but in the season, you have it all down. First down now. Zero, 14 back. Now the Rage forced to spend their timeouts. Yeah, uh, the Maniacs, excuse me. Maniacs with three timeouts left. They got to stop them here. You all right? They're going to let this clock run all the way down. This is a sign of a good quarterback. Tremont Lawless comes in and makes a big hit there. But Tremont had a great game last week, and that's one of the reasons he's starting in place of Marvin Thomas this week. All right. Get him down there, Rich. Get the truck down there. Don't forget, next Saturday, prime time, the Las Vegas Outlaws, the best defense in the XFL, the Orlando Rage, the best offense in the XFL. Don't forget the cheerleaders. Don't forget the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders in the... Thank you, Brian Bosworth. Yeah. In the, in the locker room. In the cheerleaders locker room. will we'll be in the locker room. room. There you yeah. go. Yeah, but they're going to be... The big, the hook is, they're not going to be in the locker room. They're going to be naked in the locker room. Right? That I don't know. No? I don't know about that. I, you know what? I'm glad I'm not going to be there for that. Because I don't, you know, I don't need... No one wants to go into the locker room if they're not doing something. I just want to watch it. Just okay. watch it on TV. Inside, access coverage of the XFL. Inside the locker room of the cheerleaders. Galen Hall. Well, it had to be the five on the tight end. Because Hogan stayed here all 14, all one, right? Coming back with that same, that same off tackle, off the guard play. Lots of offense in the XFL. Tonight on UPN, Derek Clark is back in the backfield. Second and ten. And the ball to Clark. He pushes the pile. Dragging the pile. Jumping on top of him with, was Marcus Wimberley from the University of Miami. And the second timeout used by the Maniacs. Now the Maniacs have one more, Boz. And if they can hold them on this play... They'll get the ball back one last time for Kippy Brown. They're going a two-minute throw offense where they're going to have to be able to, to make completions. He completions, get his offensive line up to the line of scrimmage, down the ball if he has to down it. Hey, they don't make it. I'm out. 
Hey, this is incomplete. This is incomplete. Zero, 14 on one. Come back to that same, that same off tackle lead. Third and five, Maniacs need a stop. Go! Set! Derek Clark trying to get the first down. No, oh, it's a bootleg! Kuklik running for the first down. And Kuklik gets the first down. What a call. Oh, yeah, Jeff Brown likes that a lot. You know what, that's not the play he called in the huddle. I'm wondering if that's something only he and uh, Coach Galen Hall knew about. Galen Hall, the offensive coordinator is Mike Kelly. That's oh, a beauty. That's a that, that really is. You know what? Because there's so many mics on the field and there's so many ears and eyes everywhere. Sometimes you might have to be a little sneaky on even with your own players. Tukey with the biggest play right there. Go! Derek Clark. And the Orlando Rays. I mean, you realize the Maniacs have yet to win a home game. This is huge for Orlando. Are you telling me that, or are you telling yourself that? I'm telling the guys out in, the, in TV land. Now. Okay. So what's the significance that they haven't won a home game? They're not quite as focused at, at home as they are on the road? No, oh, the important thing here is Orlando is now un still undefeated, and they get a get chance to go in next Saturday and test their offense against the number one defense in the XFL. That's going to be a hell of a game, man. I'm turning in for that one. It's a victory. Just two victory. Boone's victory. You're right. Galen Hall. Jeff Brom knocked out of the game in the first quarter. And, and you know what? The production didn't didn't fall off that much in production. Kuklik really believes in what he can do. Galen Hall believes in what Kuklik can do. Now this Orlando offense believes in what Kuklik can do. Be interesting next week as they start lighting up the fire of the Las Vegas Outlaws. Maniacs are out of timeouts, and the Rage will take the knee. And you can hear the players saying it's over. Start giving up the cash. That's a hundred thousand dollar win on the road. So the Orlando Rage, you got to hand it to them, Boz. They seem to be able to find a way to win. The Kippy Browns team gave it everything they had. Very well, guys. Great job. And the great run. Enjoy it, guys. By the Orlando Rage continues. Set to go to five and zero oh in sixteen seconds. One more kneel down, and that should do it. The frustration is getting taken out there. I mean, these games really mean a lot to these guys. These guys, they, they don't, they don't want to be in the XFL. They need to be here in the XFL. They need this money. It makes them feel proud to be able to play football in front of the American people. Allowing us to come into their homes. And, you got a hell of a team, guys. Appreciate it. You got a hell of a team. Galen Hall. Kevin Brown. Good job. The winning quarterback, Brian Kuklik, I'll tell you, had back-to-back -back completions, one for 81 yards, another for 43, but probably no bigger play than that bootleg at the end of the game. Yeah, that was big. We needed one first down, and we could run off the clock, so... Uh, they told me to keep it, and I did. I just got down after I got the first down. It's tough when your starting quarterback goes down, but you come in and you perform like you've been in that position all season. Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've practiced uh, like I was a starter, and 
the, the guys have confidence in me, so I just had to come out and play. On that third and five, zero fourteen was the call. Was the bootleg? Was that a secret between you and Galen, or was that the play call? Yeah, was the only the only person in the huddle that knew I was going to keep it was me, and you know it worked out. So now Jeff is back on the sideline. He says he's feeling good. Good to see him back. Yeah, it's great. When that was a rough hit, and. Uh, you know, we weren't sure how it was going to be, but I hope he's all right. You guys are 5-0. and You've never had the taste of a paycheck on the short end of the stick. This feels pretty good, huh? It feels great, man. Keep those uh, bonus checks coming. Another star is born tonight in the XFL. Brian Kuklik. No. Coming off the bench for Jeff Brom, Brian Kuklik. He plays well, 8 of 19, two touchdowns for 207 yards and a touchdown, and of course the big bootleg. Chuck, what happened tonight when you, you think about the fact that you guys had the lead, you threw for a touchdown pass, ran for a touchdown pass, what happened? Uh, just turnovers and penalties, you know, we didn't execute when we needed to. There were some, you know, big plays and we just, we did stupid things. You, know, you hurt yourself, shoot yourself in the foot. Why has this team been unable to win at home but yet win on the road? I wish I had an answer. You don't, I don't know. Uh, it's something, you know, we got to take a hard look at because, uh, you know, we're, we're playing well at times. We're just not playing consistent. And also, it looked like you had a chance to put, put your, your foot on their throats and you, you just didn't do it as a team. You continue to be, uh, it, it, you, it's tough in the second half for you guys. Uh, it's not a lack of trying. Um, maybe it's just a mental uh, state of mind we need to get in. But, uh, you know, something, like I said, we got to go back and look. Thanks, guys. Coach Hall, 5-0. and oh, You hate to talk about the perfect season, but you're well on your way. Well, we got five. Uh, we got to try to get six next Saturday night against Vegas. It'll be a tough game. This is an extremely tough game. Uh, Memphis has a really good football team. Uh, I've said all along, everyone's equal in this league, and uh, I, I think that's what's going to come down to. You've got the premier matchup versus Vegas next week. They lost to Chicago today. Does that affect your uh, thinking towards preparing? Not at all. Uh, they're the top team out there, and uh, they're coming to town, so we, we've got to get ready to play. Coach, you got a little sneaky with us there on that bootleg at the end. I know we got cameras and microphones everywhere, but you had a little something covert going on there. Well, what happened, uh, they were inside, a very tough defense to run against, and, uh, you know, Brian's a good enough athlete, and he made a great play on it. Can you believe the hit your starting quarterback took in the first half? It, it, uh, he, he got a couple of them, and uh, not happy about that. I mean, they were good in legal, legal shot. The one that knocked him out was uh, Jeff's a tough kid, and he'll be back. Coach Galen Holland is Orlando Rage, a perfect 5-0. and oh. Halfway towards an undefeated regular season, the Rage wins it 21-19. We'll be back. The updated XFL standings in the Eastern Division. Orlando continues undefeated at 5-0. Birmingham with a loss this weekend drops to 2-3. New York, New Jersey got a loss 1-4. Chicago gets its first win of the season of the season 1-4. In the West, it's a battle. Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all 3-2. Memphis, however, misses a big opportunity. Brian Bosworth. Stuff back to the hotel for you. 
Uh, I think it's early. Uh, you got you got a schedule. I think we leave at 7:15 the morning. Don't forget. Next Saturday on NBC, 8 p.m. Eastern, Las Vegas Hitmen taking on the Orlando Rays, our primetime game on NBC, and then right here on UPN, the LA Extreme will travel to Birmingham. That will be on Sunday. The fifth and final lead change here was Jay Taylor's 39-yard field goal in the fourth quarter. That was the ultimate winner. It was a battle, no question about it. They both came to play. One has to leave a winner, one has to leave a loser. Orlando continues undefeated. We hope you enjoyed it from the Liberty Bowl. For Brian Bosworth, Michael Barkan, and Chris Raggy. I'm Chris Marlowe saying so long from yeah! Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah! Orlando continues its role. Final score, 21-19. Good night.